What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 282 of the Not Born This Way podcast. So this is part two of uh, of two, I think. Although who knows? Maybe it'll be part three because this is this is this is a lot. Um, and I'm here with Kaylee Layton again. Uh, we talked in the last episode. If you haven't heard it, um, go back and listen because this will be out of context and probably not make a lot of sense. Although it won't like take you long to figure it out. But super powerful episode, um, and I'm going to just kind of catch everybody up to speed briefly, but you really have to go back and listen to 281 to know what we're talking about. Um, so, Kaylee, hi. Hello. So, first of all, I, I can't, I don't want to even, like, catch everybody up because it won't <laughs> make sense, so go back and listen to the fucking episode. <laughs> but where we left off was you had now started to kind of numb the pain of this trauma with alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. So before we pick up there, um, we've just been talking offline, right? For the past, well, was, was that was only a week ago? Yeah. Like two, was only a week, it was ago? A week ago? Oh my God, it feels like yeah. a month. So ever since we recorded, Kaylee had already given me the written version of that. So I posted it, I put it out on Facebook, I put it on the Not Born This Way brand.com website if you want to read the story. And that was how I originally learned about this from Kaylee. Um, so since then, tell us what happened in response. So I posted it. Uh, I have a decent amount of people that read my shit. So it got a lot of attention and a lot and a few shares. Mm-hmm. Well, you can tell the rest. So tell me your experience <laughs> since then. Because you've never talked about this with anyone really except for a close family yep. and me on the podcast. Yep. And yeah. that's not even out yet. Guys, as we're recording this, by the way, <laughs> I was gonna say the podcast. The podcast, <laughs> the first one isn't even released yet, so I wanted Ooh. to get this done before I put that out because I don't want to tease people. Like, get them all the way up and then like stop it and like wait a week yeah. for Flip part hanger. two. Yeah, Flip totally. Hanger. So yeah, tell us. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've never really like I've I've discussed it very mildly with you know close family, um, my husband, you know, like people that I feel like safe talking yeah. about it with. Um, but probably, I, probably what though. Th- three people I would say maybe four yeah maybe the so. two people that found out right away um you know my husband who I met a few years later and my mom okay you know that's that's yeah. it um so go from that tiny so, little tight circle yeah to basically the the, to the country the internet yeah yes. um it was super in- intense and it was a a decision that I feel like I came to so I have a whole lot of thoughts, so I'll try to like keep them organized. But it was a decision I feel like I came to because I'm sure people are probably like, "Well, you know, why? Why did you decide? Like, why now? Like, why are you deciding sure. to talk about this now?" And being part of Iron Legion, I think, is what gave me the the courage or the strength or like the the need to like get it out there because now I feel like I'm part. I have an v- amazing community of people from my home, like you know, my family, yeah. and but sometimes talking about something like this with family is difficult because you feel like a it's awkward b you feel like you're you're burdening them with your problems and it's just it's different it's it's just different and so i feel like i've become a stronger person partially because of what i've been through but partially because of the people i surround myself with now here yeah and um uh, so many of the well I'm, I'm digressing I'm already like, okay. off. Okay. No, go for it. Okay. I, I feel like I finally got to a point where I was like you know what I have never been able to talk about this and the little bit that I have I've written about it before and one, one other time just a little bit last year and yeah. it was just a snippet it wasn't yeah. what I sent to you um, 
and it started to make me feel a little bit better. I was like purging myself of this yeah. horrible thing. So when you put out this like opportunity for people to share their stories, I was like, you know what? This family here isn't going to judge me for right. this. This family is going to be supportive. Like I got this. And I even told, I mentioned that the first podcast, I wrote it and rewrote it like 20 times yeah. because I was so freaked out to send it. Yeah. But I finally decided, I was like, if one person, just one reads this and then they feel like they're now Yep. strong enough or have the strength or are encouraged or whatever to share their story with somebody yep. and get it off their chest and purge themselves of it then i will be happy so that was my big reason for wanting to share it was you know i i know how it's making me feel better yeah and it's been a week since i talked to you and right. i feel like a million times better this has right. been one of the best weeks of which is my recent life <laughs> which is so counterintuitive oh, right like oh, do you think crazy. you're gonna bring it back up and maybe it's gonna create and I'm sure it brought back some crappy feelings too. Uh, oh, it, it definitely did. But they're easier to face now for me personally. Mm. Everyone's situation is absolutely different. But yeah. for me, it's been easier to to turn it into something like I have control of now. Yeah. I'm controlling what I say and who I talk to and how I feel about the situation. Like no one's going to tell me how to feel about right. it. And I'm taking control of it. So af after you posted it, the response was just insane like in a good well, way and yeah and i think it's twofold i mean i think two things like i think the fear when you're you or someone mm -hmm. with a similar story is like if i tell this how are people going to look at me differently right yep. think about me differently treat you differently but but in fact it's been yes differently but in like a positive way like yeah. every comment that i've read and i know that i haven't seen because i know people have dm'd you and you can talk about mm -hmm. that in a minute but even people that have commented on the post or actually messaged me and probably didn't even message you but mm -hmm. have reached out to me and been like holy shit <laughs> and also like i have so much respect for her for a going through that and being okay and also having the courage to tell it so i think that's one thing is that you actually become empowered by it not it's not the opposite people yeah raise put you in higher regard and then the other thing is all the people that have been through something similar and have thought that they were the only one in it or it doesn't you know they're they're somehow feeling um isolated because mm -hmm. it, this doesn't happen to most people this only happened to me i can't talk about it like super alone yep. then they read that and they're like oh oh this is not so it's like i hate the fact that we have to say it's not just you, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. that breaks my heart to think that this is more common than yep. any of us are aware of. It's a lot like the child trafficking stuff, right? Like, yeah. you have no idea. Right. Like, yeah. I, have, I have literally no idea that it happens. So every time it's brought up, I almost don't believe it mm -hmm. until you start seeing enough evidence that, like, no, this is fucking like, real. Like, this is dude. real life shit that's right. happening right now. I, I have never personally experienced what you've been through. I can't even imagine either side, right? Mm -hmm. the, the other person's side, clearly, mm -hmm. or your side. So to know people i think it's so helpful to other people to hear your story because it's like oh okay i'm not alone i don't have to live my life differently i can talk about it if i want to yep. and like you said not everybody will want to not everybody will, will get the f but to see you do it and to see the response has been like so fucking cool yeah it's you know? mind-blowing it is it's it's scary to, to put yourself out there and because everyone has an opinion yeah. you know everyone's gonna have an opinion about all sorts of different aspects of what happened and it's it's scary to whenever you put your opinion out into the world especially with social media and stuff nowadays you open yourself up to having yeah. people's opinions thrown at you whether Super they're scary. good or bad or whatever so yeah. it's it's scary and the biggest thing for me was i don't i didn't want people 
it happened. I lived through it. I survived. I'm still here. I'm still living my life. So I don't want people to treat me like with kid gloves. I don't want people to treat me differently. I don't want people to right. to look at me differently. I would actually be more comfortable if people had like a negative view of me than yeah. treating me like, yeah. you know, like carefully or whatever. Yeah. And no one has. Everyone is. No one's been weird right. to me or anything, right. which is great, which I really appreciate. And that's a good but, point. Right. Because you almost don't want that. Like don't all of a sudden now be weird and right. super duper gentle around me. And right, because like, then that's what makes it, that's what then amplifies the, okay, the shit is still controlling my life because, oh, interesting. you know, it's people are ne- now acting differently around me because they know this, which obviously you can't fault people for that because they're just trying to be well, exactly. sensitive. Right. And, you know, right. and again, everyone's situation is different. So some other man or woman might say what I said and, and be like, no, I actually like want you to treat me differently. You know, it's everyone's situation is just different. Yeah. But... I, there was like the response, like absolutely blew me away. Like I knew, I knew people would comment on yeah, it. Yeah, you of know, course. but I couldn't even imagine like how positive people were gonna be, how protective people were. Mm-hmm. People that I haven't yet met from this gym mm-hmm. were saying like that they wanted to find these people and hurt them <laughs> on my right. back. And I'm not condoning violence, but I'm also condoning violence. Um, <laughs> but I'm like I, I. I felt I it just I don't even know how to find my words here. It furthered my whole thought of okay, I feel comfortable about reaching out and talking about this in this capacity, you know, through Iron Legion because it's a opportunity brought up through here because of these people. Yeah. And they and the people here just, you know, confirmed my my thought that this right. is a safe place to be exactly. the per, to be exactly. where I like can reach out to people and um, the, the biggest thing that happened that I, I mentioned this to you earlier today and I mentioned this before is I wanted people to feel like it's not, it doesn't have to be a taboo subject. It doesn't have to be a subject you're ashamed of. It doesn't, all the reasons that you don't want to share it or talk about it. But if you feel like you need to, you can, Yeah. I've had, I'm not going to mention names or any affiliation with anything, but I've had two people, three people so far reach out to me yeah. about certain situations in their lives yeah. and from different walks of life. Cause people have seen this from the gym and it's now gone, you know, to friends of my friends of my friends right. and beyond and people I've never met before. Yeah. And I've had people again, people I've never met reach out and talk to me and it's crazy. It's going to make me all <laughs> teary. In well, it, sh- it should. It's, it's like, good. It's, 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 I mean, I hate to say the word it's good shit, but like, it's, it's good shit. It, you know, you take, it is, it's, you take a situation like that and turn it into, well, you mentioned it earlier, right? You said if, if one person, like it's, first of all, it's, it's terrifying to put yourself out there like that. Like mm-hmm. I talk about this all the time, but like, I'm still nervous every single time I put a podcast out, a video out, a written post out, anything that, cause you always know that somebody could find, I mean, especially, you know, keyboard warrior world, right? It's mm-hmm. easy to f- take offense to it or find a, a, p- a position opposite of yep. yours. And in, so I always have anxiety, like going to check my phone. <laughs> ah, yeah. What's it going to be? Right. You know, what, what's waiting everyone's, for me? Yeah. Everyone's right? looking to critique something. Yes. Everyone's looking to oppose something. So if you put yourself out there, you're allowing it's, people to, to it's do terrifying. that. Maybe. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> and then, but I, I was taught like, Hey, you know, if somebody hears this and it helps them, mm-hmm. who cares about the 50 people that shit on it, exactly. the person that didn't like it. And also if you're doing it from an authentic place of I doing this to help 
other people, mm-hmm. really, um, you kind of don't care anymore about any negative like yep. flack that comes your way. Um, that's actually been a huge thing for me this past week. So like you said, it's only been a week. It feels like it's been that's really friggin' crazy year to me. since we talked about this. And, and that was the thing when I, we I left last week after talking to you, like really amped up and really just like, I felt better. And I think I told you this, I didn't know I needed to feel better, but I felt better. Right. And then I had this little re- rebound of like, like when you said, are you, you know, are you ready for me to post this is we're going to do it. And I was just like, yep, let's do it. And I was all ready. And then I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like, I got terror. And it is, it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Like I can sit here with you right now and talk all boldly about like, yeah, yeah it is scary, but do it. Yeah. But actually, fuck, it's really fucking actually scary. hitting send is a different it's, story. It yeah. is. And I'm grateful for it. I'm so happy that I, that I did it and that other people hopefully will feel comfortable to do it at some point as well. But it is, I sound very yeah, like, right. woo, we right. did it. But it is very, my heart's like pounding, even just thinking oh, about it and talking oh, right now. I know, it's, I know, no, it's, it's, um, it's the subject matter alone. I mean, mm-hmm. even, you know, this is not, again, this is similar, but not even close. But like, we've talked about hearing people's failures is to me what I want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. When I hear yeah. the successful business guy who I look up to, when I don't know his background, I kind of assume that everything was just easy, yeah. right? Like, oh, he was just that guy that, you know, and I don't, I don't even really think too much about it. I just think it was easy. Like mm-hmm. this guy's, you know, Andy Fisella or, you know, he's like, yeah. oh, okay, he's, you know, the, he's that guy. Like yep. I don't even consider, but then you hear the stories of like, this were the first four years when I made 200 bucks a month yeah. um, and slept on a couch. And like, you find out those are real. It changes like, and this is a, very dramatic version of that yeah. right um all right so let's let's recap shit hits the fan um you reach out to some friends you don't get much response from the authorities your uh at the time boyfriend mm-hmm. and friend both kind of decided to be on the same side versus you mm-hmm. right um you then start drinking to dull the pain and just deal with fucking life yep and that's kind of where we left off yeah yeah i um i just started i mean so i had the you know one friend that i told was in maine so there wasn't okay because you were in california i was in california yep so one friend that i told you know was in maine and then um the other friend who was very supportive was there in california but you know but i also did a very good job of of making everyone feel well making everyone making her feel like I was fine and kind of wanting to distance myself because at that point I had zero desire to discuss what happened and I I just wanted to forget and move on and find happiness again and just kind of you know pretend it didn't happen yeah so and at that time she respected that space that I wanted and just was kind of like okay well we'll just go about our lives like normal we'll go to the gym, we'll go get coffee, we'll do our thing, we won't Because nobody about else it. knows how to act. Right. Right. Other people right. don't know how to, like, they want to take care of you, but they don't know, does that mean talk about it? Does that mean not talk about it? Does that right. mean pretend it didn't happen? So does she that just mean did what I to, wanted, which yeah. was just like, which probably wasn't what I needed, but I really was happy, you know, it's what I wanted. I was just like, nope, this is just a, we're just closing the door on this. Yep. And then my, my boyfriend at the time decided a couple weeks after he went and spoke with his his friend and decided that he was on his side and believed his story and not mine so we lived together you know my yeah. boyfriend at the time we were living together so i was basically like villainized in my own house sure. and yeah. just living there and i was miserable um so i 
the whole thing is now, you know, wrapped up. I had spoke to the police, didn't do anything, uh, went to the hospital, had a rape kit done, like the whole thing. And, and that was it. Like no one ever talked about it anymore. So I, I did, I started drinking a lot. Um, just, I, I don't know why. I don't even know why I just decided. I think I just had a drink one day and was like, well, I don't know. This feels better. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't last very long. Um, because very quickly, my, my biggest issue wasn't necessarily wanting to wipe it away and just forget. I didn't want to think about it. I wanted to forget about it, but I wasn't trying to, to drink away the thoughts. I was just trying to be happy. That was the thing that was killing me about all of it. I think I said this in what I wrote, like the worst of it wasn't even the incident itself. It was everything that happened after it's, I went from being very happy and thinking I was in a nice relationship and an apart nice apartment with a pool and blah 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 and i felt very put together and everything felt nice and now all of a sudden there's just like this dark shadow over my entire world and i was miserable and obviously it stemmed from the initial incident but living with someone who basically won't even look at me at this point you know it was just miserable and i just wanted to be happy again and drinking doesn't make you happy it just makes you sad or it just makes you tired or just makes you you know it doesn't it doesn't help you find that happiness anymore. So, um, I had some very well-meaning friends who didn't realize how depressed I was and how, cause I was very good at hiding it. Yeah. I was very functionally depressed, I guess. Yeah. I would walk around like everything was fine and it really, really wasn't. And I would go out with them a lot because I would just get away from yeah. my home yeah. life, well, which being was terrible. Alone is when you're in your thoughts. Oh, right? being alone head. was yeah. horrible and having my ex in the apartment was horrible because oh he wasn't yeah. actually my ex yet and right. having him there was terrible because yeah. it just made me feel like shit and now I'm feeling guilty and having all these angry thoughts of I didn't do anything why do I feel bad yeah. and yet I need to make this better so yeah. our relationship survives and it, it was just so fucked my emotions were so fucked yeah I can imagine yeah and so going out with my friends was very helpful and it was great then I as we went out more and more I started doing getting into like party drugs okay. and stuff particularly ecstasy okay which you know was which great for really someone who was better. exactly because right. that's it's literally chemical happy yeah it just makes you happy yeah and and i just i i tried it one time and was just like wow okay like booze doesn't do this right like weed doesn't do this like okay i'm super happy yeah. right now and everything is just wonderful yeah and so that till it wears off until it wears off and that is the thing that it does is the come down from that is extremely you get depressed mm-hmm. even for a short period of time oh, yeah. you get extremely depressed under normal circumstances so when you're already depressed yeah. you just and you just go into it's almost like it once it's all out of your system it's almost like you're on like another trip and it's really really bad oh, and yeah, you're because just it depletes all the you know the serotonin or whatever the feel-good hormones that it like it it amps them up so high that now they're just gone below yep and then what would that make someone do who really just wants to feel happy you take more of it and you take more of it more often or you take Mm -hmm. you know more pills at one time i never i'm very grateful i never not that getting into that is okay but i never got into anything else which i'm very grateful for because i have one of those people that has the addictive personality and i just i never intended that to be no one ever intends yeah. The the first the only the one and only time you go to a party and you try it and it's fun you attend intend it to be that one time yeah. but then you feel better and then 
again, all of a sudden it's like, well, if I do two, it'll last longer. If I do three, it'll last longer. And then you get scared and then you, I just spiraled and it never, I'm very grateful for the good people that I had around me then. Um, again, I think that if I've never discussed this part of it with, with those particular friends, but I think that if they knew the state that I was mentally in, they wouldn't have let me do any of that. Yeah. Um, well, but I think that's even like, we could probably go off on a big tangent here, but I yeah. feel like, cause I, I actually, I won't even get into it cause it'll, I'll just end up taking over too. But like, I had a very similar experience with those same things mm-hmm. at, in my thirties, yep. um, coming out of a divorce. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, I didn't even feel like I was depressed per se, yeah. but like I was drawn to those things. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, I feel really awesome on Friday and Saturday nights. Yep. And then I feel fucking miserable sunday monday tuesday wednesday so that didn't make me want to stop doing friday saturday night maybe want to fast forward like i want more of those and less of these weeknights until it was finally a point of like wait a minute this is making things worse but my point was you go out to that scene and you run into a thousand people at the club doing Mm -hmm. the same thing what you realize in hindsight 20 years later is most of those people out there are hiding from some escaping from yeah. something also yep so you're like let's do this together because exactly. this all feels so good and then yep. we all hate sunday <laughs> because it is a we're back to our real life that we're running from yep. so it's really really bizarre because people wouldn't want you to be doing that mm-hmm. but they're almost sometimes doing the same doing shit the same exact too. thing yeah yeah it's crazy and it's, okay it was a, it is a weird environment because it's a the environment, I, I feel, this is, it's going to sound weird saying that I feel grateful for the environment that I was doing drugs in, but I feel grateful for the environment that I was in because I was around people who, I, I never, I was in a position where I could have been hurt again. Yeah. Maybe in a similar way, maybe in a different way, but I, I put myself in some very shady yeah. places doing those things and I wasn't ever. I came, I, I was fine Yeah. and I feel very grateful for the it sounds no, it sounds I, really silly to dude, say it, I, but I just it could have gotten so much I worse. I actually and can get down with that because I remember same time like doing that stuff, mm-hmm. ending up in weird places at weird hours of the night with people I don't know. Yep. But the crew that I hung out with during that time was really solid. Even yep. though we were all doing things we shouldn't have been doing, mm-hmm. I always felt safe with those people. Yeah. And then we'd be in. So it was it was a weird thing, like you said. It's, like it's very weird. You. Not to condone it, obviously, but you, again, you kind of find your tribe in many different ways, right? So even when you're in, like, you've found your tribe here now in a safe, positive manner. Mm -hmm. Even when you were in a negative spot, you felt people that would kind of protect you. So it's interesting, right? It is, and it was a weird dynamic for me mentally because I went through, I'm still, I don't really act differently, too differently around people, but I'm very wary about around people, especially men. When I, like, meet men for the first time, I'm very wary and even if they don't know I'm being wary, I like, I don't like people to just hug me randomly. And I don't oh, like, right. you know, even like handshakes sometimes sure. I'll h- shake your hand and look at you like with daggers. Cause yeah, I'm just like, like don't I don't know me. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, so being in that headspace and then I would take something and be out of that headspace. And yeah. all of a sudden I love everybody and trust everybody and everyone's great. And then I would be out of that headspace, but in like an even worse headspace when, it what comes out of your system and I'm just like, where oh the hell God, am I? Totally. It was, I was, and I, I think you said this last time, like talking about, you know, people talk about 
gateways into other mm-hmm. drugs and you know things like that when 90 percent of the time if not more it's trauma yeah, trauma is your gateway, gateway into yeah. into things you know that are gonna hurt yeah. you and i well, and i want to jump in real quick because i know i'll yeah. forget this but you just mentioned something right you mentioned how like even now you're still cautious in certain things and uh, we talked about offline in the in the gym before about how it must be hard to get into relationships after that or mm-hmm. anything. Any like I said, even you know uh, training a man right now, right by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there's got to be some you know sitting here with me. Like there's always got to be like a degree of I mean, uh, hopefully, yeah, but you no, know, you're, you're, good. <laughs> you're, but you're good. I think the other reason this is really important to talk about publicly is because what about the people on the other side of that relationship who have no fucking idea, right? So in my life, right, I run into somebody who's been through what you have, but I don't know that. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of awkward around me, let's say, or Or uncomfortable. Yeah, and I don't understand it at all. I take it personally. I judge you for something. So even if this just helps people who have not been through something like this, to give other people room, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what I'm learning. The more people I talk about this stuff, dude, if I walked into that gym, there's 20 people in there right now, right? 19 of them are going to have some really difficult thing that they're going through right now that nobody knows about. Yep. And that's what I'm learning. The more I talk to people, I'm like, he's struggling with that. She's struggling with this. She went there and nobody knows. Mm-hmm. So now when I come in and he's in a bad mood and he's being weird, I go, you know what? That's not me. That's not mm-hmm. him being a jerk. I know what he struggles with and that's what it is right she so even if this does that right is give everybody a a pause to say hold up we don't know why this person is like this but let's consider all the things that might have happened to end up in this yep you know wow okay so now you catch yourself becoming more and more like this is going the wrong way Mm -hmm. right using these uh you know drugs and different ways to feel better is making you feel worse yep so what now so the rest of it is just kind of it almost happened like in fast forward in my brain mm-hmm. when I look at when I kind of made my decision to move back to Maine. Um, so I just in case like in case we discuss it later on throughout this whole time, like I'm, I'm trying to live a normal life, like I'm going to work and going to the gym. You know, I'm not doing what I, you know, I'm doing here at Iron Legion now. I'm just going, you know, running on the treadmill, lifting a few weights. Yeah. Basic fitness exercising, you know, just trying to stay healthy ironically yeah um (laughs) so and most of that is with my really good friend who was my neighbor there so and that i think was one of her ways of trying to keep some was trying to keep an eye on me was to like go to the gym with me every you know few days and stuff like that um so i have this weird you know i'm part of me is just is like out and and doing drugs and miserable or in my room just crying and miserable or trying to tiptoe around my apartment because I don't want to bump into the person that lives there with me and it's just it was just a weird situation the other part of me is like out at the gym or at work serving coffee and being like good morning how are you my day's great you know and it was just in my I was like Jekyll and Hyde in my brain and so I I don't even remember why I thought this why why it came up I don't know if I just woke up one day and was like this is stupid. I need to just make a change or what it was. I called my mom and who does not know, right? At this point, my mom has no idea. She, she knew she's a mom. So she knew something was wrong. She did not know what I called her. And I just asked her, I was like, can you help me buy a one-way ticket back to Maine? And that day I had a one-way ticket back to Maine. She was like, absolutely. So I, I told my ex, obviously ex now that I was going to pack up and move back to Maine. 
for a few months. Okay. Because I thought we needed some space and I needed some space and I But at this point are you guys kind of pretending that you're still a We couple? Yeah. Like, I I, mean, I was still and I look back that this is where I get judgy with myself. I look back and I'm like, I'm just, I was trying to rescue this relationship and I don't know why, because he wasn't worth rescuing. And that's a mean, terrible thing to say, but that relationship oh. was not worth rescuing. And it's if you treat somebody that, well, say, yeah. if you treat someone the way I got treated, like it's not, it was not worth saving, but I'm one of, I was, we had been together for a while and I was all in and that's how I am. And wow, I thought that's... we were in love and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I painted it as. I think this was also kind of a two-way thing going on in my head. I painted me going to Maine as we need distance. Yeah. I'm going to go and sort out my shit in Maine away from you. And then I'll come back and we'll see and everything will be better. But I think in my head I knew I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. I'm going back to Maine and I'm never going to come back here. So I'm not going to get into all of the relationship stuff of yeah. all this that happened, but when I made the decision to go to Maine, all of a sudden for the next like two days that I was in California packing, whatever, yeah. He was an angel. Okay. Super sweet. Was like, you know, I just want to fix things with us. Blah, blah, blah. All these, like, all like night and day, all of a sudden he wanted to fix our relationship and he wanted everything to be great. So as someone who's emotionally just up and down and up and down now, this kind of cycle of emotional, like just fucking with my emotions yeah. started to happen. So I, I come back to me. Well, I got to jump in because I can't even ahead. believe because it's interesting it's hard to, hear, to even explain. Right. This bit, but I think it's, it's just... I mean, again, I'm no freaking therapist, man. I don't know anything about this stuff, but hearing you talk about all that, right. And how he basically didn't even really believe your side of the story, mm-hmm. but knows that like something happened between you and the friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And then the, the ability of the human mind for you to somehow still try to be in a relationship with that guy is remarkable. It's, if you think yeah. about it, though, yeah. you think about it as a, as a way of like self-protection, right? Like I'm just going to kind of pretend this didn't happen. Yep. We're going to stay together. And I'm going to make it right. Everything's like, just going to be what normal. What the fuck? Yeah. That's it's insane. So, I look at it now and From, it's so Right. In up. hindsight, I can't even believe. When you told me he sided with the friend, kind of my mind was, all right, he's out. Yep. And it's just you. Not like he's still coming home. Let's have dinner and hang out. Like, yeah. Holy shit. And I think I look, I see, I never, I'm going to mention this the first time. I never sought help for this. I never went to a therapist. I never, and I had people, I had the, I could have, I tried to, and I actually asked, I was scared to go. And I asked him to go with me once and he said no. So I didn't want to go by myself. And I, so I never actually went and I, someone probably would have talked me through some of these things. So now this many years later, I'm looking back on it. And I think my desperation to make it work was, it was a sense of normalcy. And I was like, if my relationship goes back to normal and everything's good, then life just goes back to the way it was. This is a hiccup and I can just pretend it never, exactly. But the fact was it did happen and he was a piece of shit and that was it. And I just, I, I didn't at that time, I was going to say I didn't have the strength to get myself out of it, but I did because I eventually made the decision. I Coming back to Maine, I wrenched myself away from there. Like, I pulled, I I left, I think, knowing he and I would never be a thing again, which kind of broke my heart. I was sure. sad, and I was also confused because I never got answers why yeah. I got treated so badly by him. That was the thing. I never got, I don't want the closure. I don't need it. I gave myself my own closure. But I never, for a while, I never knew, like, did you actually talk to him? Did you believe him? Why did you decide to treat me so bad? You right. know, I never really 
figured out why. Right. I don't care anymore. Yeah. But for a, a while, I did. So when I, when I came back to Maine, I was here for uh, uh, maybe... I'm trying to now. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. I was here for maybe two or three months, and we actually had a family trip planned before all this bullshit happened. Okay. My whole family had a trip. My dad, my mom, myself, and the ex had a trip planned oh to god. Disney World. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So you can probably see where this is going. So oh my god, the irony of that is just crazy. oh, it's ridiculous. So now that I've been back for a while, we've been talking on the phone. I mind you, I left all my stuff there. So I, oh, I packed okay. a ba- I packed a suitcase okay. and like a backpack, and okay. I left all my things there. So furniture, kitchen stuff, yeah. my coffee pot, my espresso okay, so machine. It was really all the under the guise at that point. Consciously or not consciously of, I'll be back. I'll probably go back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, so, and now all I've wanted, all I've wanted emotionally, all I've been hanging on to during all this bullshit, which is now a little more than a year separate from, I'm holding on to like, this relationship's going to go back to normal. Everything's going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. So now while I'm away, I'm getting fed these things from him from California, like, You'll be home soon, calling it home and things like that. And I'm starting to feel a little better. There's like a little tiny band aid starting to make me feel better. So, my parents and I fly to Florida. He flies from California to Florida. We all meet. This is the first time I've seen him in four or five months since I've left California. Okay. We're all in Florida. And we do the trip. And he is completely distant the entire trip. My parents notice that it's weird. It's the only time I've ever been to Disney World and it sucked. <laughs> I would not, wouldn't hold my hand, wouldn't look at me. I've been there a couple me. times and it sucked. <laughs> Different story. See, I'm a Disney kid. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> but... You know, it was very awkward. It was very uncomfortable. And I and I I was sad because I'm expecting this big, exciting, happy reunion. Because yeah. on the phone, yeah. it's been, oh, I miss you. How are you? I can't wait yeah. for you to come home. All the buzzwords to yeah. make me feel better. Then, you know, we do this Disney trip. It's awkward. It's horrible. He leaves, goes back to California before we go back to Maine. He's back in California now. I go back to Maine with my parents because I'm still living there for another month or I so. I can't even believe you guys still did that Oh, trip. it's... I... I it's, it's, I look at it now and I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? But so we, you know, I, we separate, come back to, I'm back in Maine now. Um, planning on going back to California, I'm air quoting permanently in about a month or two. Okay. And I'm thinking everything is kind of okay. Even though the trip was awkward, I'm still getting phone calls and texts. Hey, how are you? Mm. Are you doing Okay. You're coming home soon. Yay. Can't wait for June, whatever, because now I have a ticket. Okay. You know, it's all becoming and like, you okay. you literally do have a ticket? Yeah, I'm oh, ready okay. to go. Okay. So now it's all like, okay, you're coming back, and it's gonna, everything's going to be fine. We just had to work through some shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. We worked through the shit. That was my plan. Come back to Maine, work through the shit. I go back to California. And then now out of nowhere, like, I don't know, maybe a month or so before okay. I'm I'm supposed to go. Okay. I get an email, an email that was sent to me and my mom and my dad. It was sent to all three of us. Okay. And it basically said it outlined everything that happened in California from his perspective. Yeah. So telling, basically told my parents. Now your parents still don't know. They do not know. Holy shit. So he writes to my family and basically says he wants nothing to do with me because I slept with his best friend and I'm a horrible person, and so in, I... That's in, what he's in telling In his my mind, parents. working through it, 
he thinks I, he just i think he i honestly think he was just fucking with me just to be an asshole that's the only thing i can think of is wow. that either he has some really fucked up shit going on in his head yeah. and he brought that out on me or he just thought it was fun i don't know but he's got it twisted in his mind almost like he what he got to work through is is forgiving you for cheating on him exactly basically. that's he how said he said that yeah. you know that trip to disney was such an emotional wreck for me and it was so hard and seeing your face made me so angry all these things just all these like mean terrible things to my mother and my father as well basically talking shit on their kid oh and God. telling them what happened with right. his friends from right. his perspective right so i i get this email and have a fucking breakdown a because i mean basically broke up with me like we yeah. were actually still a couple broke yeah. up with me over an email but told my parents he told them through a fucking email yeah people i did it i didn't want them to know and if right. they were gonna know i wanted them to know because i told them of course so now i panic call my i'm not home i'm at work i call my mom and I'm like telling her, I'm like, don't read this email. Right. Like, you're gonna get it. Like, delete it. Don't let dad right. see it. Like, just it's from it's from. I don't want to say his name. It's yeah. from him. Like, just yeah. don't read it. Yeah. She had already read it. My dad oh, hadn't no. read it yet. Okay. So my mom was like, I already saw it. And because she's my mom, like God love her, she was like, What happened to you? Like, what did he do to you? She didn't even think for a second. Right. Like she knew that this like, was me. Like, thank you. <laughs> He's handing me tissues over here. <laughs> it's a like um, Dunkin' Donuts napkin, but it'll still work. <laughs> hey, it works. Yeah, she she knew. She didn't even yeah, right, buy right, it. Of None of them bought his right. bullshit. And they were all actually very grateful when we weren't a couple anymore. Um, my dad did not see it. My, my dad does does know now, um, obviously. I, yeah, you know, everybody he, does. He knew before that, but, but yeah. you know. But I was just, I was heartbroken. I was like, I don't, this is not how my parents need to find out that this happened to their right, kid. <laughs> like, right. this is so messed up. So, um, yeah, so that, that happened. And uh, I... I still went back to California to pack. Okay. I went back. It was terrible. I had friends and family. Front, well, my one friend here who knew my mom, who knew now, uh, you know, saying like, we're going to come with you. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I, I need to just, I need to just do this. Like I need to, I need to just do this wow. on my own. So that, I mean, and, side note, that just so shows your mental strength and fortitude even then, right? To partially, be able to. Yeah, part of it was that, and I think part of it was I, I still just, I needed, like, some, I, ne I needed something to be on my terms, which was kind of, like, where my strength was coming from, but I also, like, I, I don't know, part, I feel like I still had a part of myself there, I don't know, it was really, yeah, it was so emotionally confusing, and... I don't even really know how to explain it because I, I don't even understand the emotions that were happening right. in my head. Oh, how um, could you? So I went back. Uh, my friend was still um, lived downstairs, so I, I slept on her couch. And I when he wasn't at work, when he was at work, I would pack my stuff. Didn't even get all of it packed um, because in a nice con not a nice but in a cordial conversation yeah. we had it was it was a, I needed like a moving truck yeah. to actually move all my stuff. Um, the plan was for him to like pack up stuff and ship it to me because we had that all worked out yeah never did so awesome all my shit's still there but i really don't care right. there's one thing there that i wish i had and just uh, whatever so that's fine but um so i came back to maine after that whole ordeal after all these yeah. ups and downs and all of this like bullshit and like i said so all that all that stuff i just really 
weirdly explained yeah. happened like in fast forward. Yeah. 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 And so now that I'm back in Maine, like permanently, like I am home, I live yeah. with my mom and dad. I'm back in my like childhood bedroom. I'm like home transferred my Starbucks job to Freeport, you know, whatever. It's like settling down or it's like it's like novocaine wears off after having all mm. your teeth pulled or okay. it's like waking up from anesthesia and yeah. the pain medicine wears off after having surgery it's like this freight train was just going and going and going and going and yeah. then i settled down yeah. and it all just barreled me over really okay and it i i was very grateful at that time that i did not have access to any substance of any kind yeah. because i think i would have just been off the rails yeah I um I worked in Freeport. I would open, so it was about a forty five minute drive, so I'd wake up at like three, three thirty in the morning okay. to drive into work. I would be up all night, like with night terrors or just crying or yeah. just whatever, like panic attacks, like some combination of all of it. I couldn't drive some days because my eyes were so swollen and like fucked up. I wow. couldn't get my contacts in. I would wake my mom up three in the morning and she would drive me to Freeport and then come and pick me up because wow. she's an angel of a human all this time. Mind you, my dad doesn't know yet. So my mom right. is just in this with me, right. like, you yeah. know, being my rock. Like oh my God. She just, wow. my hero. A lot of people commented on the, on the, on the post you put out about how strong of a woman she is and how like amazing she must be to like, you know, support her daughter and do what she did. You don't even know. Don't right. even know. She's just right. amazing. Um, and it, that was like the start of the process of me like starting to feel normal yeah, again. Just go I guess. And, yeah, like having to hit this through, like, like that rock, was like the super come down of the shit. Yeah, totally. Like, not like, a come down of yeah. anything happy or whatever, but yeah. like this come down of like all of this emotion. Almost of, like a like wow, this is now I'm all the way back home. Like it's all done. Yeah, like it's, I'm distant yeah. from it, and I'm looking at it like like almost like a third party person looking at it and it was all the emotional roller coaster and all the emotional abuse from the relationship yeah. and then i think all the way back at the beginning of all that is the thing that started all right of it, yeah. which has now been like overshadowed by all of the emotional well, shit that's really that good i went point. through it's really good point and then i started like remembering that yeah. and dreaming about well not dreaming nightmaring about that and you know it just it just spiraled in, in like a really intense way which is what drew me to going back i hadn't been to the gym much when i moved sure, back sure yeah. which is what drew me into going back to the gym because i needed an outlet well yeah because now i'm hearing feel, this going how do you come out of this now like now that's what i want to hear right it's like yeah. from that <laughs> point now it's like okay low point a little bit really better low point and then yeah. really <laughs> like rock bottom now yeah and then you know how does that person end up sitting here now you know mm -hmm. um so how long ago is this now from from this point now the point we're talking about now so you're back home yep all the connections to california are done starting to work out again and kind of try to get dig yourself out of this like really low bottom mm -hmm. how long ago is this seven years i believe okay about seven years so still quite Again, not that long ago, but yeah. really long ago. Yeah. Like another life. It was only ago, about eight really. years ago that everything happened, and all of that happened in like a year. Like yeah. I said, it's like you hit the fast forward button, and it's just like, how the hell did I get yeah. here? Chilling in this Jeep at Iron yeah. Vision. Like, what the, like <laughs> right. how am I here? Yeah. So, so yeah, I, and this is where I, I credit my, my parents for how 
they raised me because I one of the things I think I said when I wrote all this stuff down and, and a lot of the stuff I wrote I keep referring back to because I like when I finally wrote it and sent it to you I just wrote what I thought yeah and a lot of that I like reread it and I'm like I didn't even realize I thought that until yeah. I just started writing so and that, that's all on the not born this way brand.com website under mm-hmm. our blog if you want to read it so I uh yeah I one of the things I think I said in there was that I, you know, they raised a really independent, strong woman. Like I, I moved away. I moved to Alaska as soon as I graduated high school. I just turned 18, moved to Alaska for a few years and then traveled to California. I traveled to Ireland. Like I did all these adventures and like moved really far away. And, you know, not because I wanted to get away from home or anything. I just wanted to see some stuff. And, you know, they raised this woman who was like, brave and independent and I'm really proud of that person and in that two hour chunk of time that that my ex's friend was in my apartment he like killed that woman I just disappeared I didn't know what the fuck I was anymore I had like no identity I was like a zombie for a long time I just was miserable and so now that I'm back in Maine back in an environment that I feel safe in kind of like remembering who I was mm-hmm. before I moved away yeah. from Maine. Yeah. Um, I started to, I don't, I don't, again, I don't know why. And I credit them for this. I feel like that's when I started to be, to think like I'm strong enough to feel better. I'm sick of feeling sad. Mm-hmm. I got back to a point where I was sick of feeling sad. I wanted to be happy again yeah. and I wasn't going to reach out to a substance or another yeah. person to like make that happen anymore. And I think it finally pushed me to a point where I was like, I make myself happy. I I need to do something to change my perspective of my life because I'm safe now. Yeah, I'm here. Things are better. I need to just move forward. Well, you took ownership of like we can't control what happens to us, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to go through a period of being angry, being sad, feeling like this shouldn't have happened to me. This is not fair. Like all, you know, all that stuff. Completely warranted, Mm -hmm. by the way. But at some point, you do have to own the fact that, like, there's no changing that. Yep. It is what it is. Whatever that is. Yeah. It could be something as simple as getting fired from a job. Yeah. Um, losing your business in a fucking pandemic mm-hmm. or something as dramatic as what happened to you. But, like, at some point, you got to stop dwelling on that and go, all right, now it's on me. Right. Right. Now it's on me to, like, I'm not going to – that's not going to go away. Yeah. And my mind is not going to change unless I make the decision to, like – get my shit together right and that's the thing i think i started getting afraid and i think part of it was out of like i said one of the reasons i didn't want to tell people was because i didn't want to burden them with it so even if part of this was i didn't want my mom to worry anymore i really wanted to start feeling better so she wouldn't worry oh about god me. of course i can only really imagine that yeah and, nothing nothing worse than feeling like you're i mean i'm, I'm sure on both sides i can't even imagine yeah. what Lori must have felt like but like oh god also nobody likes to feel like they made their parents this upset right and i I know my dad take that pain away from her right and my dad didn't know specifically at this point what had happened because telling your dad something like that is just so scary and so hard and not because of him he would is not that he knows he's the most supportive man in the universe but it's so you just don't want to make people hurt and make them sad yeah of course yeah and so but i he knew i was off he knew something was wrong i wasn't I was not myself. Right. You know, I look back at how I was even when I started being happier again. And I was just like, I was not, I'm just starting to feel like me over the last like few years. I'm starting to feel right. like, you know, a, a new version of it's like Kaylee 2.0, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like the yeah, person yeah. I was like before yeah. all this happened. 
so yeah and that that was what it was i started feeling like this is gonna this is gonna bury me if i let it it's gonna bury me and when it buries me it's gonna hurt them and then it's gonna hurt my grandparents and it's gonna hurt my friends and i'm like i don't want to do that to them right and i also like fuck those people in california that did like i started to get angry that was another thing is i started to get very very angry it went from just i'm sad i'm confused i don't get it what the hell to like fuck you people like well, i right. hate you people and it's like the best thing you and can do for your family is to rise above this thing yeah. right and like get and that is it. what they instilled it, in me if it like, crushes you the the assholes would have won exactly right? and that's like, that's the other thing is I'm, I'm very competitive and all of a sudden i think it's a combination of all that it became like this you're not going to beat me yeah. i'm stronger and i'm better and yeah whatever so all of those things kind of combined i like i didn't really know what i wanted to do to make my life better but i knew physically i feel good when i feel strong yeah i've always felt that way i've always felt good when i'm athletic or when i'm doing stuff so i started going to the gym i go to work was able to now drive myself to work yeah um i go to work i go to the gym i come home and that was just and i had a routine that helped me i had i didn't have to have any span waking up at three in the morning sucks when it's dark and you're sad and you're scared of everything and everything is just gloomy looking mm-hmm. and you drive 45 minutes by yourself yeah that's a whole lot of time to think about everything <laughs> that's gone wrong in your right, life like right. it's it was and that's why my mom going with me was such a godsend because yeah. i didn't have to think about everything she was just there and it was okay yeah but now i'm i kind of em- embraced that and i was like you know if i can get up on monday and i can get to work and i can get to the gym and i can get home that's a full day's worth of stuff that i did myself yeah i did it yeah. no one needed to help me i just did it yeah and then i started i, I forced the routine okay. and it sucked for a while it didn't feel great i felt great at the gym yeah you know but every time in the car by myself it sucked yeah, i hated yeah. driving by myself um and there were well, days yeah. when i just like i get out of work you know i go at 4 30 i work 4 30 to one or one thirty. i was tired at one thirty. Yeah. you know i don't sleep yeah um and i would be like damn near falling asleep on the way to the gym but yeah. i would go anyways because yeah. i'm like i feel good when i'm sweating yeah. and when i'm working and when i'm like moving weight or when i'm just running and listening yeah. to loud music like kind of almost feeding mm-hmm. my anger mm-hmm. a little bit but like allowing that to then feed my my what my physical output yeah you know and uh i just know i'm like talking louder i'm like yelling no, now it's good. This is good. <laughs> but um the routine really helped me a lot even though it was really difficult i forced it was a simple routine you wake up you go to work you go to the gym you go home you have dinner mm-hmm. it was a very simple routine but it kept me grounded and it kept me focused i always had something to think about what the next thing was and i didn't have to fill my thoughts with anything shitty because i wasn't ready to think about this stuff like yeah. i'm thinking about it right now right um and and yeah that was huge and then i i woke up one day again i don't rem- remember when i don't remember why I woke up one day like stupid happy Mm. like i woke up on the most right side of the bed you Mm. could possibly wake up on it was real weird and i think it kind of freaked my mom out a little bit because i was just like goofy happy yeah right and i think it was like a turning point like chemically in my head something something just switched switched. i was i was pushing the, the i was forcing my body to you know to to be physically active and i was forcing my brain to be active and happy at work with people and i was like I was constantly thinking like you're going to be happy. This is what this is going to like transition you into being happy and eventually the routine kept going and my mind just switched and I looked forward to seeing my regulars at work. I looked wow. forward to going to the gym which I'm now it was the the Isn't planet the fitness best, in Wyndham and I was like feeling too though like when It was that, amazing. Like when you when you there is like a day where like the 
sun seems to like shine again, right? Yeah. Like it literally, it's so cliche, it's, but it does. I I remember no, going through that amazing. at different periods of like depressive times in my life mm-hmm. where, and even same, I'm sure right now there is no big thing that you can say this fixed it. Like I've talked about this in a previous episode, but like, and again, I'm not, I don't want to hijack the story, but no, I went no, through no. a depressive period um, when I lived in Florida for a while. And like, I can't in telling the story give somebody an answer of like what fixed it mm-hmm. right it was just time it was circumstances it was a lot of different things but i do remember the day kind of of like oh it it, it quote unquote feels good to be alive like there was yeah. a day where like it doesn't feel bad anymore yeah it actually feels good it was like incredible. the sun looks really pretty today and this coffee tastes really good yeah <laughs> and i and i but i remember not feeling like that for a really long time and yep. i think that's another good takeaway for anybody who hears this story and is in that place that comes prior to that, which yeah. is the darkness part, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't know if it's just time. I don't know if it's whatever healing, but like there is a day where everything, like I remember music, like mm-hmm. sounding differently again. Right? Yes. Like I love this song. Like that, I love it. Like all these sensory things all of a sudden start working. Yeah. And you think about the things we use to describe when you're in that, suffering like you go numb right mm-hmm. think about that like you go numb and now we're talking about seeing smelling tasting mm-hmm. hearing things differently it's like the numbness goes away goes it's almost away. like your body like like, a, like that like it's like an injury though right yeah. it's like your your body numbs your knee when you fucking smash it mm-hmm. and then one day you're like my knee works yeah i can go running like it doesn't yeah. hurt anymore it's it's oh, literally it's like the same thing right where you're mm-hmm. like oh my god like my brain is back like the protective shell like that back. was covering my heart for fucking three years is gone now. Yeah. And like the scar and the scab is gone and I'm like, I'm good. That's yep. really cool. Holy it's, shit. It's amazing. It's funny that you mentioned music. So that's actually one, one big thing. I, I've always loved music. I've always had this like connection with music. Like so many people do and music gets me and I love almost every genre of music for one reason or another. I just, it gets me. And for, from the first time I moved back to Maine, like prior to the shitty Disney trip and all those things, I would not listen to music. Yeah. So I didn't listen to music for like over a year. I wouldn't listen to it in the car because yeah. it made me sad. Yeah. I wouldn't any kind of music. I don't yeah. care what it was. Right. Like death metal made me sad. <laughs> right. Like I didn't listen to anything. Right. No music. Like my life was, it was, it was literally like I was walking through not like a black and white movie but like a movie where all the color is just really really dull yeah Yeah, yeah. just gray you know and no sound yeah it was terrible and then i remember that day that i woke up and i just was like holy shit it's like i can breathe all of a sudden like i've been holding my breath forever um music sounded great again Mm -hmm. i I'm a, I'm a Disney kid. I've been going to Disney since I was little. Like, my mom and I do mother-daughter trips to Disney. I'm super Disney kid. Everyone that knows me here knows I love Alice in Wonderland. Like, okay. all <laughs> Alice in Wonderland stuff. I wouldn't watch movies. I wouldn't watch Disney movies. I had no desire to watch any Christmas movies. I'm a yeah. big oh God, Hallmarky Christmas all movie person. All those ones that tickle <laughs> the heartstrings yep, are no good. Fuck that. Did yeah. not want to watch any of that. Yeah. I, I didn't want to watch tv i didn't want anything that would strike any chord of emotion exactly because all the emotions hurt too much yeah and then again like lockdown yeah yeah and yeah i don't again like i said i don't know what it was i don't know if it was time i don't know i think a lot of it was me forcing myself to do my my routine and and you know telling my you know it's it's like it's like training like you i trained myself to you know 
feel better. I trained myself to know that I could be happy again. Yeah. And then one day I woke up and my brain caught up with what I was trying wow. to do. And all of a sudden it was like, hey, hey, well, you're happy again. And I think that's like a, a way to, you know, put a bow on this kind of and connect it to why we're even here in the first mm -hmm. place, sitting outside of a fucking gym. Yeah. Because, you know, building your physical strength. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, uh, to, to the point of over talking about it, but like it's directly correlated with your mental, emotional, you know, spiritual kind Absolutely. of strength. So when you do start to rebuild that physical strength, it does connect to those other pieces, right? And help you feel stronger in all the other ways. And mm -hmm. I think you literally experience that same thing, right? Like from your lowest point and then mm -hmm. rebuilding yourself back up. And, then, and the process of strength training, you only get stronger by putting yourself in under load right like mm -hmm. you're you're going against resistance that you you can just barely handle yep. you can't lift a weight that's too heavy because you it won't do any good if you can't lift it at all mm -hmm. but if it's too light it, doesn't, it has to be the, uh, hard enough that you can deal yep. so it's almost like that's what life handed you right it's yeah. like i'm gonna give you something really fucking hard you're gonna be able to handle it and yep. you're going to come out stronger from it. Yep. Right? Which is it's like... amazing how much of a good metaphor for Super metaphor. <laughs> that like, wasn't even a plan. That just... Nope. But that's... It is, That's though. seriously what happened. I mean, you're such a strong... You obviously were a strong person to begin with, but, like, how much stronger are you now from that? It's, it's insane, you know? And if other people can draw strength from it, right? Because, like you said, someone's going to hear this who's going through the same situation. Someone's going to go through it who's in any of those stages. Um... And even if it just gives them comfort knowing that they're not alone in it. Yep. And then also to be hang in there long enough for it to, for the things to start to smell yep. good and taste good again. Exactly. Because they, they do. Yeah, you know? they do. There is another side. Like you, you come out the other side and everyone has, everyone's situation's different. You know, if you, I would say if you have the opportunity to, to talk to somebody to to do that yeah. I, that i think that i think one of the things that was a turning point for me even though it was very difficult was when my mom found out because then yeah. i had because then she's she's driving me to work she's there for me she know she knew and i think having her know having someone i lived with and who yeah. loves me you know unconditionally know well made me feel safer because i was like i have someone to lean on now whether oh i God. wanted it or not yes. i had someone to lean on and, and we talked about this last part, time but. we talked about this last time too and i understand not wanting to tell people but I, I have to tell you, I see this all the time with, and, and again, scaling it, whatever degree, mm -hmm. the, from, the, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. But people not wanting to burden other people with their stuff and not want to ask for help. Because you're like, oh, I don't want to put this on my mom or my dad or my boyfriend or my wife or my husband. Yeah. Like, but like, that's what we're fucking here to do. Like, I, I'm, I'm, as you're talking, I'm only imagining what I would feel like if this was my daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Or if we knew each other at the time. Yeah. And if, like, this happened to you and you didn't fucking tell me, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I live for that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want that to happen to anybody. But if it fucking does, I want to be the first yep. one to know about it because I can handle it. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to suck, right? But, like, we see that all the time. We're like, oh, I don't want to tell grandma about this thing that's going to break her heart. But, like, she would rather know about the thing that happened to my son at school yes. or whatever than not know. Yeah. Because, but I don't want to tell her. Like, that's, that's fucking yep. life. This right? is why like, we have relationships. This is why, this is, right. this is why we're all here. Right so, 
if you're going through this shit, talk to the people that care about you because they want to know. Even if you ruin their day, even if, you know, because that's what happens. You're like, oh man, Scott seems like he's in a really good mood today. I don't want to bring him down with this like shit news. It'll ruin it more when they find (laughs) out, you know, that you went through this alone or... And it is, yes. it's, and I can, it's easy for me to, it's easier for me to say it now because I'm doing this. It's easy for people to say it, exactly. and it. And I completely understand that it is not, it took me eight years. It is not easy to do. I didn't tell anybody. It's when not easy to do. I was depressed for two years, I didn't, mm-hmm. nobody fucking knew. My yeah. wife knew, maybe, kind of, but like, when we talk about it now, she's like, babe, I didn't know it was like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm too fucking proud. I'm not telling anybody. Yeah. I don't want to burn anybody with my shit. I'm telling you guys. Don't do that. I have to tell you about two two comments that I'm thinking of um, when you were talking about you know having people to like yeah. to talk to. I don't want I won't say anyone's names just yeah. in case, but um, I mean they're on Facebook. But yeah. <laughs> two things that stood out to me, huge like just personal things, just, yeah. you know, that made me just personally like it's hard to talk about it and then like take things on personally, like people saying yeah. nice things and stuff. Even, yeah. You know, it's it's just weird for me. But two things that stood out for me. One one person wrote a very long, very nice comment on the on the facebook post and then his last sentence was basically said you have friends and family that care about you lean on us yeah and when <laughs> that's gonna get me too yeah and when he wrote that i was like and i know th- this person knows me yeah not very like super yeah. well but has known me I since know exactly i've known my husband yeah. yep yeah. and the fact that he said that like i that was huge and then the other person wrote this this made me smile and also touched me a lot was that um if she said, you know, imagine if this happened now yeah. with the people you have here at Iron Legion, we yeah. would literally follow you in packs, places, yeah. and like and be like your bodyguards. Yeah. And I was just like, you people yeah. are incredible, and that's that's the kind of people that that you you have people like that in your life. Right. Like this, the person yeah. who said that, I don't know that well. Yeah, you don't even know. You know? Her. Uh, yeah, I do not know her that well. I've I've met her, yeah. I've met her here, and like I know her on from Facebook, from chatting and stuff. But yeah. this, there are people that you would. The same way that you would be shocked at what people have been through, yeah. you would also probably be shocked at the people that will be there for you yeah, yeah. because of what you're going yeah, through. Totally. I never once would have thought that people here wouldn't care about my situation. Right. That's a nervous thing is like people don't want to hear about yeah. this. That's just nerves talking and stuff. But I never thought that so many people would say, call me. We, I'll be there. Like she, right. this person also said, I'll talk to you. You'll, you have someone to talk to in a second yeah. if you need it. Yeah. You know, uh, so many people are... You yeah. have people. You yeah. might not know you have people. Yeah. But you have people. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And you gotta you gotta speak up. Yes. Yeah. And yep. easier said than done. Much easier said than done. <laughs> it's a huge anyone who is even thinking about doing it, it's a huge step. So if you feel scared, if you feel if you feel, you know, like I, I felt kind of weak being so scared yeah. about doing it, don't it's a scary thing. It's a it's a bold move and it is a brave move and it is a hard move, but Yeah. It's it's a move that's very it, it helps it helps and and if you don't feel like you have those people in your circle or you don't want to burden your family or your you know close people if you're listening to this you know where to find me right and Likewise. if you know where to find me you can find Kaylee so yep. you reach out to me and I'll connect you with her or I'll talk to you myself but like don't don't keep the shit to yourself. So anyone listening if you don't think you have people you now have at least yeah. two people <laughs> you now have people um Yep. All right. Well, I feel like this is a good place to wrap it up. Um, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was like my favorite two ever. Um, so th- by the time you guys hear this, one will already be up. So you can 
hopefully you have listened to that by the time you listen to this. Um, but again, if you need to reach out, track me down um, any of the places you know where to find me. And if you want to connect with Kaylee, I'll, uh, I'll put you guys in touch. Yep. Um, well, thanks so much. Thank you. I'm sure we'll do this again. And we have a lot of stuff we could we could do. A, revisit this. Yeah, in a, like, I was going to say, we can branch off yeah. to all the side topics. Totally. <laughs> um, all right. See you guys.